tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora, ko Rochelle tō kuingua. My name's Rochelle and I'm part of the learning experience team at Core Education. I'm here today to talk to Jace Te Patu about mindfulness. Jace Te Patu hails from Ngāti Apa, Ngāti Tūwhari Toa, and Ngāti Ruanui, a popular TED Talk speaker, Edmund Hillary Fellow, and award-winning teacher of yoga and mindfulness. He is a master of facilitating people of all ages. Kia ora, Jace. Tēnā koe, Rochelle. I just wanted to start off with asking you, what does mindfulness mean to you? Kia ora. He That's a beautiful question to start with. Well, can I dispel the rumours that mindfulness is not being peaceful or sitting cross-legged with a mudra, dinging some bells and perhaps that imagery of burning incense? Mindfulness is really simple and my favourite definition is paying attention to what's going on right now in this moment without judging. And that's really hard because sometimes big emotions could be here. Circumstances of our lives can present us with challenging situations and it's really hard to be present with them sometimes. So I feel I want people to know that mindfulness is not just about being peaceful or tau or settled. In fact, that is the result of practicing mindfulness practices like we'll be offering uh, through our program on core. Kia ora. The other day when we had a brief kororo, you talked about being able to support teachers with a mindfulness practice and I wondered if you had any real life examples of what that might look like. Anna. I might start by explaining what M3 Mindfulness is. Well, first of all, we've been in over 700 schools. That's from early childhood, kohanga reo level, all the way up to haikura, farikura, kurakaupapa high schools. And we've seen really great success with students. And throughout all of the mahi that I've done over the four years since M3 began, I saw that our kayako were also needing mindfulness practices, skills for their kete of well-being. And I've seen two examples come to mind for me. And one is a principal here in the hut in Wellington where I live, noticing some of her students out in the playground. It was escalating and they were about to have a fight, but then they use a practice that we use in M3 Mindfulness, which is tahirua toruha, counting to three as you breathe in. And then saying the word ha, which in te reo Māori means breath, as they breathe out. It's a really simple, powerful, potent practice that can instantly settle our emotions and regulate us. And she watched these girls regulate themselves, going from about to have a fight to holding hands in the playground and settling themselves. And realised that that was a tool that she could employ for herself. <laughs> and so she shared with me... and. She was crying as she told me that I saw her at a PLD kahuyako session out in the hut. And she was like, I need to tell you this, Jace. I saw these girls and realised that was a tool that wasn't just for students, it was for me. And so she used that 
and continues to use that for staff meetings. So that when teachers come into a staff meeting, aha, kwa, ngā piki me ngā heke o te oranga, although there might be ups and downs and full-on lives for the teachers, it's a great way to settle everyone before a meeting. And I thought that's really powerful and yet really simple and something like the breath is with us all the time, so our kayako can use that. Another example of tahirua toruha, again, the breath that we use in M3 Mindfulness, is... There are so many ways that teachers can catch the attention and whakatau or settle the energy of a class, especially after lunchtime, I find. And there's things like, you know, you know, clapping and getting the uh, ākonga to respond. But a teacher that I was doing entering mindfulness with, I went to the school and she started counting. Tahi, rua, toru. The whole classroom, just after lunchtime, stopped what they were doing, took a breath in. They knew that, you know, Tahirua Toru was the, was the instigation for everyone to take a breath in and then a breath out. So instantly you felt the modi, the energy in the room just settle. And the teacher said to me, Jace, you don't know what kind of tool you have given, not just our tamariki, not just our akonga, but me. I use it with my kids at home when I'm getting hoha with them. I use it when I'm in the car, when I'm driving to work and there's full-on traffic. I use it with my partner when I get hoha with him. So, you know, so again, such simple practices, but things that can have such amazing impact and instant. Also, they're free. Your breath is free. <laughs> you just got to remember to use it. And that's the thing about mindfulness is if you're being present, then you know that you have this thing that you can use any time and it can have such wonderful, positive impacts on our lives. Oh, kia ora. I've heard you mention adjust your own oxygen mask first. Is that an example of that? 100%. You know, I, I think it was in the health report in 2020 that they did on kayako for teachers out there. And our teachers, as you well know, and anyone who is an educator will know that our, our teachers are overworked, our teachers are burning out, our teachers don't have any energy. So what does that turn into? You know, you, I, I go into school sometimes and respectfully I see teachers struggling and they just can't wait to get to their holiday because... You know, especially after the last two years that we've had worldwide, they might not have any tools to sustain themselves. And so I truly believe that adjusting our own oxygen mask with simple, uh, everyday habits of filling up our cup, of adjusting our oxygen mask as educators, means that we can give fully to our ākonga in the classroom setting. It means that we can be of full service, not just to our students, but to whānau as well. So we can be real supporters in this education space. I truly believe that, you know, some people say, oh, that sounds like selfish, Jace. And Ta uh, Mason Jury, who most of us know, created the framework of Te Whare Tapafa, which I'm a real advocate for. I spoke about it at the uh, core conference last year's keynote speaker. He speaks about it's not selfish to put yourself first. In fact, 
it's more selfish, e-a-i-ki-a-ya, according to him, it's more selfish to give from an empty cup. It means that you're not giving to your students, or if you're a mama or a papa, as well as an educator, you're not giving to your whanau outside of school time, the full cup that you can possibly have. And so things like mindfulness practices are, are, are simple, they're accessible, I've made them accessible, so that you can just keep continually adjusting your oxygen mask. Why? So you can adjust the oxygen mask of your students and of your family too. Oh, kia ora. You gave that wonderful example of a teacher who'd taken a mindfulness practice assistance tool in terms of in the car or with her partner or with her tamariki and so she would identify when she needed to use it and weave it through her day. Are there other tools that, or can you give me another example of a tool that you might use and when you might use it? Hi, Kilda. Well, uh, I'm big on acknowledging emotions, you know. In New Zealand, one in four people suffer from mental health challenges. It's a quarter of our population. And a lot of our mental health challenges come from hanging out in the past, which at its extreme can turn to depression, or focusing on the future, forecasting to the future, which at its extreme can turn to anxiety, right? So depression and anxiety at the, are at opposite ends of the scale and, and can present really big mental health challenges for us all. Yeah, mental health challenges don't discriminate people. And so... Uh, a practice that's really simple for me is one where I journal every day is one where I check in, check in and check out. It's really simple again. You don't need to journal it. It's just acknowledging in the moment, how am I right now? How am I? And there's a really beautiful, it's widely used acronym called RAIN that I use. May not You may not have heard of it, but RAIN is an acronym for recognize. So recognizing my emotion today Today I recognise that I am joyful. Kapai. So today I'm feeling really positive and joyful. Acknowledging it, I said it out loud to myself, or for me in my practice, I journaled it. Investigating, why do I feel so joyful today? The sun is out and it hasn't been in Wellington. Uh, I had a really great sleep last night. I had a good workout this morning. I And then nurturing which is perhaps the biggest part of this RAIN acronym is nurturing. Nurturing meaning, well, what can I do? What do I need right now? And that's part of mindfulness, being present. What do I need right now to, for me, because it's a positive or upward thinking emotion, to nurture joyfulness? Well, I can stay grounded and stay present today to maintain this sense of joyfulness. I can make sure that I'm not overwhelmed and booking my schedule back to back with meetings today. You know, it's it's self-awareness, it's building self-awareness so that I know what I can do to take better care of myself or I know what I can do to keep adjusting my oxygen mask. If I could use an example of something like anger. So here's anger, I recognize it, I acknowledge it, I investigate why am I angry, Maybe I had an argument with my partner or maybe the day didn't go so well. So the nurturing part for me with that emotion is really important because I get to ask myself, what do I need right now? 
in this moment of feeling angry? So many answers and it's all individual. Maybe I need to go for a run to get let off some steam. Maybe I need to go do a boxing class, I don't know. Maybe I need to have a bath to calm down. Maybe I need to take some deep breaths. And lucky I've got that M3 mindfulness day. You know, I thought it hard to do. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really, even though it took a long time to explain that, once you get into it, I've seen students use it, especially rangatahi, and they, it just, it's something that they say they can take for the rest of their lives. That's really special to me because it's a tool. And the more tools we have in our kete, the more arms we are, you know, the, 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 a fuller arsenal then we have for those big emotions and challenges. I remember in terms of uh, your keynote, I think you were talking then about small shifts and just now you were giving some examples. Um, how might someone start with those small shifts? Could you just sort of share with us? Kia ora, yeah, I explain them. I think I've refined that even more and they're just incremental changes. Small changes. I can't tell you how many people I've, like my mum is an example, where I'm like, mum, here's a mindfulness practice, you know. She tries it once and it didn't work, so nah, that's not for me. But the thing about incremental shifts is that more you do little things, bite-sized practices, I call them, on the daily, you know, like stopping to have a breath, <laughs> you could do that three, four, five times a day. And then over time, like anything, the more you practice it, you just get stronger at it. And the more you practice it, the less it becomes a thing you do. And the more it becomes a way of being. So that makes sense. And so that's why I love mindfulness, because you don't have to sit, like I said, cross-legged for 20 minutes, and probably at the end of, the, end of it, if you've never done that before, <laughs> end up feeling worse, because you're like, oh my God, all I tried to do was not think, but then I kept thinking about not thinking, and then I felt guilty, and then I tried, uh, downward spiral. But if it's just a minute, a day, for 90 days, you've created this new habit, and so your body automatically knows, oh, I need to take a breath. <laughs> you know, the, 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 the smaller, the more accessible these practices are, which are all the things that are on this six-week course on the core platform, then the easier it is to stick to them. And I've just seen such transformational changes with people who have been able to instigate mindfulness practices you know, and, and implement them into their lives. Oh, kia ora. It's, it sound, one of my other questions was, and it sounds like you've answered it in those last few sentences, was about your why for doing this mahi. Oh, so many whys, my friend. So many whys. Well, if I could speak personally, I understand what it's like to be at the depths of depression. I've been there myself, so I've lived experience of being at the bottom of the bottom. I've also experienced what it took to get me out of that space. And that was many years ago, 20 years ago. And mindfulness and meditation and yoga were my ways. They're not always the way for some people, but they definitely helped me. And that's my way, is that I know what it's like 
to have little practices that are easy every day. I know what it's like to live a life of fullness, to live a life of clarity, of of settledness. I'm more comfortable in my skin. And why? Why? It's because I, I have these practices that I do daily. And they take 20 minutes of my life. You know, I, again, I have so many people saying, I don't have time to take care of myself, Jace. Well, my retort is, all you have is time. <laughs> and so then the choice becomes, how do you use it? And if you're the thing that is in common with all the things that you do in your life and you're not taking care of yourself, particularly your mental health and well-being, then, you know, all the things you have to do in your life are also not going to be good because you're not good. My why is many things. It's seeing my friends pass of suicide. I have five friends pass of suicide. It's seeing my whanau suffer from mental health challenges. It's me again having been through it myself and it's mostly that I know and I've seen and I've helped many 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 people throughout Aotearoa with these through sharing these tools and now here's a wonderful opportunity as I work in the education space to share them with our kayako and our educators because gosh knows they need them and so here's my little in some small way, a uh, contribution and a way of giving back to our educators. for sharing. I was just wondering, is there anything else you want to add? All I really want to say is, I've not been a teacher myself, but I wholeheartedly see the efforts, the energy, the focus, the heart that it takes to be a teacher. And I'm looking from the outside in with my mahi whenever I go into schools. And I see, I see, I see how difficult, how hard it is, yet satisfying and also rewarding for our educators. And I know that with a little bit more afina, a little bit more support, with well-being especially, our teachers can just not only survive post-COVID, but thrive thrive in a life of well-being so they can fully be of service to all of our students. That's all. So it's really just a mihi, a real huge mihi of aroha to our teachers who are doing amazing things at the moment. And here's my way of offering support. Kia ora, Jace. Tēnā rawatukui, Rochelle. Thank you so much for having me today. You've been listening to a Core Education Podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Tēnā rākou.